Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of How Did This Get Booked? I, of course, am your host, Jake Manning, and I am a veteran of the professional wrestling business for over a decade, and I've held every single job except selling popcorn. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Zane. Zane, how are you doing today? It looks like you came from a Knights game, maybe I did not. HeroCon. I, I came from HeroesCon, actually. Okay, all right. You're doing uh, well. You came in with yeah, a purpose I wish, today. wish I had set, set up a merch table. Uh, I was a little over today. Okay. Could have sold some things, maybe a shirt. Oh, I mean, the Stro was there selling his wares. The Stro was there? Yeah, I saw him yesterday. Oh, man, I missed the Stro. Okay. Well, but yeah. somebody has to say that. Yeah. Fucking Stro, Papa's home. <laughs> but, but, but anyway. <laughs> Did he have his t-shirts? Yes, his t-shirts. With his clip art and his super pixelated skeleton with that, a cowboy hat on? Yep. Well, good. Good, good, good. Good, good, good. Good, good. All right. But uh, we are joined, as always, by a non-wrestling fan. We are joined by comedian, uh, doctor as well, uh, Andrew Van. Andrew, uh, thank you so much for for jumping in. Andrew, uh, uh, you know, local Charlotte comedy scene, very new to it, but uh, intelligent individual. An actual (laughs) doctor. doctor. (laughs) An actual doctor. Like a doctor, like... Dr. Pepper's a doctor? (laughs) No, no, like a real doctor. Oh, wow, like a PhD. What is your field of study? Oh, a medical doctor. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I suffered through medical school. They tried oh, to wow. kick me out. They couldn't quite get me out. <laughs> Sons yeah. of bitches. I uh, prescribe weed to people. Oh! <laughs> 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 if we cut this off for just a minute, I'm going to see a doctor about a pain. <laughs> but no, you played for at uh, yeah. UNC State. Did I get that right? Yeah, North Carolina State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. also football Wolfpack. player. Oh, as well. yeah, yeah. So, like, and you, tall as shit. Yeah, the world's probably, tallest doctor. You, you have definitely set the world record, well, at least the podcast record for uh, on my podcast. You're the tallest guy. Tallest guy, welcome. Yeah, hands down. And most educated, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Being a doctor, oh, <laughs> too much Adderall. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're overqualified for this. Well, that's part. That's part of the reason. That's why I'm why like, intelligent <laughs> individual, a funny man, uh, well, guy I love talking to all the time. Very yeah, intellectual, uh, willing to open his mind up to new things, and that's why you drugs know, and th- th- this podcast is medicine. ideal for him. Yeah, especially specifically the show we're going to be watching today. <laughs> Before we get there today. Uh, Andy, what, what's your experience uh, with professional wrestling before I made you watch the particular wrestling show that we're discussing today? So my family moved to Charlotte when we were when I was six years old, and wrestling was big here. So I was a Lex Luger fan, huge fan. He went to my like Foxcroft East swim club. So I saw him like with his redneck chick, like oh my god, I seen him on TV, long glowing hair, just like you know. Yeah. So we, my brother and I were just like stoked buying magazines, and then we just kind of died out. I don't know. To like for like five years, I was like a fan, but I just kind of like I don't watch much TV, dude. Like I I was full in on football, and then I'm just kind of I'm like man. Well, we you, can you nail down maybe why you just were not that interested in in pro wrestling at all? I mean, because you could have made a million dollars doing yeah. it. So <laughs> a million you could have been Alex yeah. yeah, you missed you missed the boat. You know? yeah, like, unless dude. you're making a million dollars writing weed prescriptions. <laughs> yeah, there was I don't know, yeah. It was like uh I don't know. It's it had uh, I had a path ahead of me kinda like with my family maybe or something. Were they all doctors? Kinda, yeah. Oh, okay. I got four uh, uncles in the family, my dad, his dad. Was it so frowned th- upon at all? Wrestling, like 
No, we just, it wasn't, uh, you know, the carpool wasn't going there. There was no, you know, it wasn't like, you know, there was no opportunity. That, that road was never like, you know, that was cut off the TV, you know. Yeah. Maybe it was Super Mario, who knows. <laughs> <laughs> Far better worker Captain Albano was. But yeah, we played. This is true. All right. Well, I, I, I'm always curious what people's perceptions with it and stuff like that, because sometimes it just doesn't penetrate people's lives. Like for me, it, it barely penetrated my own, because growing up in Iowa, like we only got the syndicated show, uh, WWF Superstars, mm. and it was always on during church hours. But it would float around. Sometimes it would disappear. Sometimes it would reappear. Like I'm guessing it's like Vince McMahon would just like pay three months for it to <laughs> run <laughs> when he was showing up to Davenport, and then it would disappear again and then reappear. Because I remember it not being on very regularly, and I couldn't get access to it, and it, it was like happening in a faraway place somewhere. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then it wasn't until like I got here, like, oh yeah, we've had wrestling around the street corner, like, yeah. around the corner uh-huh. for. There's like, probably a wrestling show right now. Yeah, that's, that's a, that, that would definitely for sure be happening yeah. right now. And we're in Iowa. There's still yeah. no perception. Also, too, SmackDown, because we didn't have the CW network where I was from, the CBS affiliate would have to buy syndicated rights for SmackDown to run, but it would run Friday night at like 11 p.m. after the news. <laughs> so sometimes, as even as a high schooler, I would have to stay up late to watch SmackDown uh, on Friday night as opposed to Thursday night. Yeah. So. That's that was my experience with mm. it, but yeah, sometimes it doesn't penetrate people's lives. So I'm always right. curious yeah, how yeah. Oh, we how were people huge fans back in the day. I don't know what happened then. It's kind of upsetting. But that's <laughs> the thing. Like, like, I, I think there's a lot of people like basketball or something like that. Yeah, that's the thing. Like people, I think people were fans as kids and they just kind of trail off. So I don't yeah. know what what is. I'm always curious what is the thing that causes people to wander off into the distance <laughs> but as we wander off into the distance of this podcast let's just discuss the show that we are discussing today it is the classic because you know not all all the time do all the shows have to be bad here on this program no. they, they just mostly have this show wasn't no really. this this is actually as i was telling andy before this is actually like a classic uh show this is like a, a pivotal thing this is something that people you know trade of the tapes of for years people mm. talked about how fantastic and how awesome it was but it's interesting to take a look back at it and as well as somebody who's got a very limited exposure to professional wrestling to throwing this type of show right in your face <laughs> which the show that we were discussing today is uh, the iwa japan king of the deathmatch tournament which actually was um uh, named at one point in time Kurosawa Dream because it was taking place at the Kurosawa Baseball Stadium on August 20th, 1995. Um, some interesting uh, points about the Kurosawa Stadium is that between the years of 1952 and 2003, its capacity was 30,000 people. Then they renovated it in 2004, and now it has a capacity of 2,700. Wait, hold on. <laughs> yes. Say that number again. They had 30,000 seats. Yeah, yeah. Then they renovated it, yeah, and they yeah. only had 2,700. What? What order? <laughs> like, like, they, they showed a picture of it. It's about the size of a high school football stadium Jesus. right now. So, like, what do they put in all the places? Everybody just gets like... Layback chairs and only in Japan would yeah. you renovate a stadium to make it smaller. Like, wow. so I because well, I knew they weren't drawing anything bigger than the Kawasaki Dream. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> the, the deathmatch tournament. What would you guess would be the attendance? On they this? said thirty thousand at one point, but that's the capacity yeah. of the stadium. Okay, I and I I'm thinking that it, a third might be a little too generous. Yeah. 
Eight thousand might be a little yeah, generous, yeah. but that's feasible. There. Under ten, but over five. Yes, for sure five. Because like, they, they would show like they would show shots of like the stadiums, and like there would be like the empty like corners, but then they would get, kind of give a pan to everything. The, like, hard mid- camera side, yeah, it was pretty sure. full. It yeah, good. Yeah. Well, like nighttime. You think more people show up at night? Maybe. I mean, it looked hot during the day. Yeah, probably you know, more so like that. It was people were like fan themselves. Shit. And shit. Well, that's a, that's another thing too. Is like this was like an all day yeah. fucking event. So. It was cultural. It was fun to watch that. People, you yeah. know, waiting outside and like, man, they don't have any weed to smoke or anything. Yeah, they like, do. They're, they're <laughs> wrestling fans, shit. dude. They don't, I'm like, what? What's going on here? But uh, I know I give you a little bit of information about IWA Japan because, as always, I do too much research for this yeah. podcast. Um, IWA Japan was uh, founded by uh, Victor Quiones, a Puerto Rican legend, manager, talent mm-hmm. exchange, talent booker. Like, he was always a guy that was, you know, help out guys that, like, to help them get tours and connect them with promoters in the States. And he's actually got a very uh, note that I found on his Wikipedia page. He called when Bruiser Brody was stabbed, the night he was stabbed, they couldn't get an ambulance. He called the radio station in Puerto Rico to put out a broadcast saying they needed an ambulance at the stadium for Bruiser Brody. And an ambulance driver was sitting at a restaurant and heard that and came got to the arena and got Bruiser Brody. I'm going to pick up Bruiser Brody. So, like, Damn. essentially, if Bruiser Brody would have survived, Victor Kionas would have been the man who saved The man him. who saved his life. But he didn't survive. He didn't survive. He died. Was stabbed during a match? No, he got stabbed in the bathroom after. He was in altercation. Uh, Jesus Christ. With another... Yeah, with some people, it's a big conspiracy theory. Yeah, it's it's a big it's a big to do a story of professional oh, wrestling of, of a guy being you know being kind of a bully and then a smaller guy taking revenge upon him <laughs> and uh, using a knife to do so yes. and then wow. just letting him bleed out in in a locker room shower and another wow. wrestler that saw the whole thing go down but won't say anything. Yeah, holy shit. There's uh, there's probably a dozen yeah. or so of yeah. those, but also Kiona is basically. Uh, found a sponsor for IWA Japan, who was actually a owner of restaurants in Tokyo. IWA Japan is a spinoff from Wing, which was also a spinoff from FMW. That's why you see a lot okay. of FMW guys being on the show, as well as, you know, Wing guys as well. And of course, like, you know, Kionis, he's had all these connections. He's very much a guy that could connect, you know, Memphis guys or... or Americans with Puerto Ricans with Japanese guys with you know, luchadors from Mexico and he just would bring them all to Japan or bring them all to Puerto Rico and he was known for that and some people like uh, Takamichinoku uh, inspires him as being the guy that helped him start Kaintai Dojo. Kanemura talks about being stranded in America with $20 in his pocket and Kionas was the guy that helped him out and gave him some money to support survive basically <laughs> and then also Tajiri considered him a mentor and Tajiri actually wrestled the dark match on this on particular show, yeah. show so uh, nothing but good things to say about Kionis but uh, I'm sure a lot of I've heard a lot of seedy rumors about him oh, which so. I most certainly don't want to claim any slander on a podcast but let's just say he's no saint but he definitely could have been a priest. Yeah. So that's all I'll but say. That's all I'll say. He's a gentleman. The comedy never stops. And that's well. We gotta tell some jokes right here. Mm-hmm. What's a dark match? Uh, basically, a dark match is a match that happens before the cameras turn. Okay, cool. So it's not like two black guys wrestling each other. <laughs> it's common misconception. Lights out. No, depending on the dark. They turn all lights on. It's only TV dark. But Andy. Like I said, very humble beginnings as a wrestling fan, and then I dump the King of the Deathmatch 
on you. What were your initial thoughts at looking at it? Just your broad thoughts about the show. So, like, it, it, it blew my mind, dude. <laughs> totally blew my mind. You Not know? Lex Luger here, huh? <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, I had seen The Wrestler, the movie. Yeah. But that was the only time I'd seen, like, craziness, like, staples and fucking barbed wire and shit. So I'm like... But these guys look nuts. Like, I mean, I was like, holy cow, they're putting on a show. I'm like, first of all, they're like, I don't know, just the whole Japanese thing. I'm like, like they must. See, that's, that's a that's cultural thing. deal. Yeah, that's another thing, too, that I, I find very interesting about, like, the, the deathmatch stuff in Japan. Like, like, culturally, there's this weird thing going on that I, I've always wondered if it translates or not. Like, the, sometimes like, people, like, talk about the psychology of Japanese matches being uh-huh. weird. And then you throw on top of the psychology of hardcore wrestling mm-hmm. and using stuff like I think it even gets maybe weirder than like because there's like multiple moments during some of these matches where I'm like I have no idea why they just did that yeah I, I no clue no I, I don't know why you did that and I'm sure we'll bring those down <laughs> point by point but we start off with a nice little intro video with people like all the the contestants in the tournament <laughs> going to the ring and I feel like we need to talk about it because everybody had a very unique entrance like <laughs> Tiger Jeet Singh came in on like the, the cage the undersized Pope mobile. <laughs> we had I, we had Terry Funk riding in on a horse. Yeah, man. On the one horse that's the in Japan. Yeah. Like, they had to they had to get that horse in there. Yeah. Like, they had to they had to import a horse. <laughs> Who do you import a horse from in Japan? Uh the thing made its way to the Riviera after that, I bet you. Cactus Jack with a barbed wire like cross. Yeah, which never came back to play. Never. Yeah. Minus just being leaned up against the wall. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I wanted to see like a real Jesus Christ superstar moment where this son of a bitch gets crucified on him. And then uh, Leatherface running through the crowd with a chainsaw. Yeah, like you do. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. But, but then, uh, I, I hope I'm saying it right. I think this is the one of the few. I think I got most of these names correct, but there, there's a few Japanese names that we might fuck up real bad. Fuck yeah, up yeah. real bad. But uh, the one that brings up to my mind during this whole sequence, everybody's got like. Uh, miniature Popemobile, yeah. uh, barbed wire cross, a horse, and Nakamaki just is out there walking his dog. I got two things to do today. Like he's he, like, to one, and he's not like walking around like, oh, this is my vicious dog. He's just like walking. You're like, all right, you're gonna poop already. It's <laughs> <laughs> my Pomeranian. You guys ready to fucking fight? <laughs> he might as well have like a little plastic bag. Oh in his man, that would have been great. Oh yeah, it, which would have been super hardcore. That dog shits, and he holds that bag full of shit for a while. Mm-hmm. Pops on that dude's head. But uh, jumping right into it, we're gonna get right into it. Match number one: barbed wire board slash chain match. Versus Tiger Jeet Singh and Mr. Gansunuka. I believe it, Gensuke. I, I always pronounce it Gensuke. Yeah. So, uh... <sighs> I love Tiger, man. He's fucked up, man. Tiger was <laughs> fucked up, Tiger, man. Like, half the time I was like, man, does you know this, this real shit's fake? And he's calm fucked down. Yeah. He's killing people. Well, see, here's the thing with Tiger. Here's the story on him. I think I was trying to... That's why I, I kind of, like... Click there for a second. I was I was buffering for a second. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is Tiger? He was 
he was like a legend in Japan. Yeah. And and partly because he had a, this wonderful feud with Inoki, which started with him having a fight with him at a shopping mall. <laughs> like a real fight? <laughs> yeah. I Well, I think knowing knowing Tiger and Inoki, I'm pretty sure it was set up. Yeah. Like, we're going to do this angle. You're just going to come in. We're going to get in a fight at a shopping mall because it led to a feud in New Japan. Mm. And actually, Inoki broke his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger's arm or broke yeah, his own tiger, arm? T- tiger's. And then uh, they traded titles a couple of times but like Tiger was like a big deal yeah. in Japan and his, his son who was his son Tiger um, Tiger Ali son okay because Tiger Jeet Singh Tiger Ali was he, he was signed for a minute wasn't he he was for WWE yeah so for a short period of time there but yeah um, fucking I, maniac yeah using the fencing sword yeah but I love but I love how he has a sword but he's just using the handle beating yeah. the shit out of people and then, it, and then like the the tip of the sword had like tape on it. it had like the yeah, or, like man. the fencing blocker. Like safety would, first. Just, hey man, I safety mean, first. You never know. You could run through my through with that thing. Yeah, like, you for real, could, just run through the crowd. You would get real hardcore. Stab that man. Yeah. This match should have lasted five seconds. <laughs> I know, it ended right? in murder. But no, but they had the, they had the fight everywhere, and apparently there's two rings set up. Yeah, which is even crazier. Uh, like what? What's your what, like? I said, all you know is Lex Luger showing up at your pool, and now you're seeing this. What are your thoughts, Andy? <laughs> what a show! I mean, they, <laughs> these people waiting for this, and they're you know they're grabbing chairs, they're just like walking around. Oh, there's a crusty old bagel. I'm gonna hit him with that. You know, just like, whatever. I was like, damn, they can just do that like that. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, if you just hurt somebody and they can't get back in the ring, then they lose, right? You get, like, 30 seconds or, or something. <laughs> something. So I'm like, oh, man, like, the the dude in the jeans, like, he had the greatest mullet. Like, I didn't realize, like, they're, like, just the whole rest, like, picking people up by the hair and shit. I was like, oh, wow, that mullet comes in handy. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a handle. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's a, uh, oh, fuck, I can't think of the word. That's a handicap to that person with the mullet. Come back here. Other than a social handicap. Yeah. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) 95, you can probably still rock one and be okay. Yeah, 95 wrestling. Especially if you're you're involved in wrestling, you're probably. Shit, 2017, Ricky Morton's still living proud. Hey, you know. They're biting and shit. Yeah. And I'm like, I forgot. It was, I'd never seen anything like it, honestly. I'd never seen a hardcore match for real, so it was my first, you know. First, this was your first rodeo. Yeah, for real, man. I saw, I've seen a few, and I still thought Tiger Jeet was fucking nuts. Like, oh, God. This, yeah. I, this is like real. This shit's insane. Well, he's got a. It, it only gets better as far as shit goes. Yeah. And I, I love how, like, they beat the shit out of each other in one ring. They go to the other ring and they're like, okay, now we're going to wrestle like regulars. So, like, <laughs> so I guess one ring was set up for hardcore and the other was set up for, like, the, the non hardcore matches. I, I. That way, like, Dan Severn wouldn't get a fucking thumbtack in him. No, 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 no. Dan Severin still wrestled in that main ring. Okay. I think that was more of a situation. Well, I guess different. Uh, each of them had different stipulations so they could set one up on and the other. different weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't, because that was very close to the people. Yeah. You don't want to have, like, the explosions or yeah. the other stuff that's mm-hmm. going on so close to the people yeah. where you're doing some of the crazier stuff in the middle of the ring, which has got a little bit of buffer around it. I'm guessing that's yeah. why, why that's going on that way. But still, it's fucking nuts that there's two rings and they just yeah. go over it. <laughs> just yeah. kicking ass. Just, they just beat, the, beat the shit out of each other, go to the other ring and go back. Like, yeah. It's just fucking crazy. Like... I just for, I forgot how nuts this whole fucking yeah. show is. And like this is and this show actually as far as the hardcore stuff goes actually builds an intensity, which is very rare in a hardcore show, a hardcore match. Like this one's nuts, but the next is even crazier. The whatever that's even crazier. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Not just everyone's going balls wall the entire time. Not not Connor Claxton dropping off a truck onto a barbed wire trampoline. Have you yeah. seen that yet? I've heard about it. Ooh, Bubba. I'll show you the picture a little bit. It's awesome. But that's what I was trying to explain to my girlfriend about this whole show is that, you know, there's been crazier stuff that's happened yeah. at deathmatch tournaments. Like, as deathmatch tournaments as a whole, I feel like they've kind of eclipsed this one. But mm-hmm. I think there's some certain things to the idea of building and mm-hmm. telling a story yeah. with each one of these uh, that, that have been lost out a lot on the, the era of... Yeah. Let's do like the really cool spot that I'm going to be remembered for forever. Exactly. And pushing the violence in every one of the rounds of the tournaments. I, I, I think there's a little bit of storytelling that sometimes gets left out just to for the shock value. Yes. But, but at the same time, too, that's what those are designed for. Exactly. So that's just how it is. But uh, this match happened. It you know beat the fucking and, and Mister Mister get get gonna oh, gosh God. Ganescu, Ganescu, Mr. G. Mullet um, guy. Mullet Mr. guy. Yeah, mullet guy. <laughs> I used to be able to say his name properly because I did a Hayabusa set, and he mm-hmm. had a big feud with Hayabusa, which culminated in a match where Shawn Michaels refereed it. As <laughs> like weird as like all good matches in. Exactly. But uh, but yeah, got, got his ass kicked very early in his career. Uh, just loved him screaming shit yeah. like, as he's washing his face off in the sink. I, I love that everyone was kind of cussing in these promos, but no one really knew it was being said. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. A lot of fucks. Oh, a whole bunch. Especially <laughs> from our next competitor, yeah. Terry Funk. Wow. Uh, the sit-down little interview. It's it, a, which is a really weird interview. That was a really bizarre interview because it was just so comic collective. He didn't call anybody his mother a whore. Yeah. I was like... like did this guy take Xanax or something? Yes. He looked, you know, he had a gleam in his mind. And he was like, this guy? What the fuck? Because you just saw a bunch of violence. Yeah. You know that this guy's going to have to go out there and do something. <laughs> He's this nice looking old man. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, you know, I'm going to go fishing with him or something. Yeah, so my granddaddy. So chill, you know? He makes really good sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to tell you, you just got to have a considerable amount of luck. So if you're going to do this, then there's going to be be one king, one king of a country. Everyone that's not his peasants, and they'll be forgotten in time. Like, he's saying some hardcore stuff, but it's so soft. Yeah. Uh Yeah, yeah, (laughs) And to get even weirder, Leatherface's fucking promo was even more nice. Yeah, he's like, all respect. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Made no man great on this god green earth, and oh, Terry Funk. (laughs) But he's wearing, like... A, a mask of skin. Yeah, you and own a chainsaw, but you're you're inspired by Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and you're like, you know what? Nice guy. <laughs> like, I would love, love to make a belt out of nipples of his. Yeah, for him. Like any day, all day. I would kill a real pretty woman to make him a skin suit. <laughs> what is going through his head? Like, I was. Like, what is going through his head when he's who, talking doing that interview with that mask on? Who was Leatherface? I believe Corporal Kirshner. Okay, if I was not mistaken. Uh, he uh, had a short run in Stampede Wrestling. I think there was a discrepancy of him possibly breaking into people's bags. <laughs> and I think there was also a story where he was almost shot by Johnny Smith. Once again, don't want to commit slander <laughs> yeah. on a podcast, but those are some of the stories yeah, I've heard about Cor- Corporal Kirsch. What do they say? Uh, rumor and innuendo? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Of that? Uh, match number two, also a barbed wire board chain match, but they actually use a chain this time. Yeah. Uh, Terry Funk was nice enough to get chained to it at one point in time, which Leatherface got a fucking chainsaw. He hit fucking Terry Funk with a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Pistol whipped a man with a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Minute one. I, I was going to say, like, at the front. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even build that chainsaw. Motherfucker, I got a chainsaw in my hand. 
Yeah, and and, I, and they're climbing the fence at one point in time. Yeah, crazy dude. Which a fence was made out of wood. You could see it bending. Yeah. Oh, dude. Like Terry Funk wasn't lying. We need a little bit of luck, but you yeah. need a little bit of luck just to survive this yeah, fucking just thing. Alive. just for this well, fence. To... Yeah, I mean, it, 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 that thing could have broke. He could have been dead. Like, it could have been hanging all... the dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. they were like, yeah, it was. He would have just slipped and like, oh shit! Now he's now he's dead. Like it was just. Fucking all over the place and just nuts, crazy, fun. What, what were some of your reactions, Andy? Well, it's, it's funny that the, like the Japanese crowds usually like usually for like matches though, you know, like, people aren't crazy, but like you, I want to know what people are yelling like, <laughs> grab him by the tits, you know, Terry, like in Japanese, yeah. like what is he, what are they saying? Because yeah, like, like at hardcore tournaments, like now people are saying like punch him in the vag or something <laughs> stupid, yeah. like like yeah. stupid like that. So you can only imagine like hardcore fans in Japan are saying like how dark are they making? Yeah. Yeah. Dishonor his family by killing him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and this is also where we get to meet the ever popular, ever legendary Japanese table. That uh, never breaks. Oh, dude, that was a hardcore table, man. That, like, table? that table looks fucked up. Or like, like, he gives the uh, he gives other face a little fucking push off the top, and he was supposed to go through the table. He just basically splashes the table and bounces off the table. Yeah, like, yeah. like, like J- Japanese tables are notorious for not breaking. Like, yeah. In America, like we're known for breaking tables, you know. But apparently. Not Japanese bad. built make stuff to last. Really, more specifically <laughs> tables. <Yeah. laughs> like, so you got a couple. The, do a different fall then. I mean, like, holy shit, man. You got to, like, pull up a little. You can't put your, I mean. Well, they do a couple more table spots here later in the show, and none of those fuckers break either. Yeah. Like, grown-ass fucking man. Yeah, that's a grown-ass table right there. (laughs) (laughs) Table's made of an oak tree. Uh, But, yeah, this match was great. It's just a fucking spectacle beginning to end. Uh, Terry Funk has another after the match promo. <laughs> Where he gets way more Terry Funk. Yeah, just a little bit more Terry Funkish. <laughs> um, but then we also see a pre-match promo for Cactus Jack. Andy, this is your first interaction with Cactus Jack. What are your thoughts? Man, he's taking a lot of acid. <laughs> I mean, that dude is fucking gone. I was like, holy shit! It was great. I loved the theater of it, and he was just like, you have. Don't talk to Terry Funk. <laughs> He's like so in his head and so like in care. I just couldn't believe it, dude. Yeah, and I googled the guy. And I was now, like, do you oh, know who wow. he is today? He's like a writer. I mean, he's, he's like a he's like he's a comedian. He's a stand up comedian. Uh, yeah, he did he did, he did stand up shows. He's a Santa Claus. Yeah, he's he does. Uh, yeah, he's very big into like you know dressing up as Santa Claus and doing you know stuff like that. But he also appears in WWE from from time to time. I think he's still the commissioner. Yeah, he is oh, on okay. Raw. Yeah, the commissioner on Raw. I just saw him this past weekend. Nicest individual ever met yeah. in your life. Yeah, I very love lucid. I love my first night. Yeah, very so. very lucid something mm-hmm. like that. But when he did this character, when he did Cactus Jack, like Shit it was. was Real. Yeah, and, and, boots. Yeah, kicking people with boots on shit. <laughs> <laughs> but but also too the thing that I, I always find ingenious about his promos is his understanding of where the camera is. Like the idea of if I get in real close, that creates a shadow, and I know know to be just far enough away that all you can see is the shadow casting over my eyes. Mm. So you see the one eye, but then all the darkness on the side. Yeah. Okay. That's oh, yeah, like the brilliant. level of directing in a promo that that's makes him. Far above everybody mm-hmm. else, but and then they go to Terry Gordy, and he's just like, "I'm gonna fuck her up, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna do what I just said." <laughs> That's exactly right, and I love, I do love how the pairings break down. This is my favorite match on the whole show, really, because it's just so fucking weird to see Terry Gordy, the goddamn 
uh, deathmatch. Yeah, but I think that it's the, the recognizing of of that, like, because yeah. he doesn't do a, he doesn't end up taking a lot of the hardcore no, stuff. But Mick takes a lot of that punishment, and he knows he takes one, and I think that's the finish. Yeah, and he that's the thing. He knows where to put himself, mm-hmm. and knows how to build the match. And we're going to tease it and mm-hmm. make it look like you don't even really recognize it. And, yeah. and, I, and I have to say, like every one of Cactus Jack's matches, like there's always a little story going mm-hmm. on to the build, like the whole build of getting thrown into like the thumbtacks, mm-hmm. and then teasing that. But then like the spot of going into the bulldog, and then the spot of like putting your head directly on the tacks so you can take the stomp, <laughs> and then they're there stuck on his head Which, those fucking stomps were so mean looking like <laughs> yes. it's like Terry Gore's like fucking I'm tired head stomp yeah put your teeth on the curb head stomp but like but like it's just the way that you knew where to put like were you picking up on like the, the storytelling of each one of the things like there's this little term we're gonna build to this or we're gonna get to that it wasn't just violence 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 like did you see kind of the build of that Andy <sighs> I mean, I didn't know, like, who... I didn't know what was coming next, but it was... There was something that was... Hey. I mean, it was... I, I didn't know if they were going to do all, you know, all in one day. Like, yeah, well, it turns out they're going to... This dude's going to have three matches, or, you know, so... Is, I was just blown away. This is the first show where the match where you, you actually see them tease the... Yes. Like, this bed of tacks. But there's a moment they're just going to do, and they do the really long edge yeah. of a cliff moment. Yeah. Uh, and then, like... A whole bunch of reversals to kind of get out of the way of the path of the thumbtacks, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. So it made more. It, it was a bigger deal when it finally happened. Because you could hear the people go, oh, 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 yeah, oh yeah, yeah, okay. And that, and that's the true fun of it, you yeah. know, is making that. So it's not usually. Sometimes it's just like they go do it, and it's like, bam, they straight, did it. Look yeah, what straight they away, did. Yeah, like, play the replays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, but this one was they, they tease it a whole lot, and they do it a lot. They do some more of it later, but. Teased a bunch of it here. And there's not a violence. I mean, like, Cactus Jack takes a pile of... On that table, table. that won't break! <laughs> like... The return of Japanese table? Yeah. Cactus Jack is probably about 300 pounds at this moment yeah. in time. And Terry Gordy, at, at least the close same. to that. And that's, like, 600 pounds that came <laughs> crashing down on a table that didn't budge. They did not give a shit. Uh, that just gives you an idea of, like... And we yeah, also see dude. some of the nastiest... Uh, power bombs. Oh, fuck those power Terry bombs. Terry Gordy on the. Oh. Was the power, was the power he had him in his like had him like between his legs and he flipped him up oh, onto his dude. shoulders and kept, but he could never get him up. So he was just kind of like bringing him out and just dropping him on his head, basically. Cactus couldn't get the other guy. Or? No, the other guy couldn't get Cactus. Okay, up. yeah, yeah. I mean, I was there was so much going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, You know, it's tough for but me. But yeah, it was like, just he just kept getting dropped, and that's the thing too. They kept taking bumps onto the the thumbtacks, but there was like this lip. Yeah. Like to me, the lip of the board where the tacks were that was gonna hurt more than the actual tacks. Yeah. You know, because you want a nice flat surface, and like the tacks are already gonna suck it as is. But if you're gonna have this board that's sticking up by an inch or yeah. two, like that's gonna hurt way worse. This is just legit tax. Yeah, yeah. just legit tax. tax. Yeah, just go to walk, go to a Walmart and dump them in a bucket. There you go. Yeah, oh, made. God, I wasn't sure if they were puffer fish spines or like they should have <laughs> one angle. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, we'll get into it because you're a doctor. When you you've now seen people do this type of violence yeah, in themselves, yeah. you as a doctor, what is your your biggest concern? Like, oh, you're doing this to your spine, or you're doing this to your yeah, like, yeah, like, what, what? it's the spine shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. Because I've hung out with a lot of people with brain injuries and spinal cord injuries. You know, I did physical medicine and rehab, which is basically like, oh, you break your neck, like you got to like go like this the rest of your life, and like someone's gonna take care of you, and like 
you know, you can't do anything but this and this. So I'm just like, oh my God, dude, like how are these guys not breaking their necks? <laughs> like the crazy acrobatic ones where they're like, they jump off and it's like legs around the head and then like flip over. Oh, he flipped him. Oh no, he flipped me. Oh, he flipped him. Like, so it's more of like, the spinal thing. It's the spinal from. shit. Yeah. I'm like, you know, that shit's that little, <laughs> fucking that's little, little wire running down your, yeah, I'm always, ugh. that's, I mean, that and head trauma. I yeah, mean, you I know, your leg bends around a pole or something. You can get some plates in it. It's going to hurt the rest of your life, but like, at least you can still like, you know, fuck go like this. And like, yeah. yeah. You feel your own so bed. that's, that's what I'm always I'm like. Oh fuck. But then, I mean, just the pain of the crazy pain of, I guess it is the spinal shit that I'm most worried about. Yeah. yeah. This is my fly off some shit. Yeah. Cause like this, this there's is no coming back from that. Yeah. yeah. There's not a, yeah, absolutely. But right now, who knows? Like the people do awesome shit. And I think, you know, we live in a time where it's like, what is going to happen between machines and humans? Who knows? <laughs> like, <laughs> Stem cells. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and we're going to come more like cyborgs someday and we like, you know, yeah, robotic man. bodies and stuff like that. Like actually, I think at HeroCut they had um, one of those military yeah. things that chairs with, yeah, those chairs where like, they morph into like a, a robot. Like they had one of those. Yeah, they had the all-terrain ones where like it was like a normal seated wheelchair but it had like tank tread mm-hmm. where yeah, you could go over. Uh, but we're not there yet but we are at match number four against uh, uh, Nakamaka and Hiroshi Ono Hiroshi Ono excuse me I don't know what I know because Sonny Ono Um, also a barbed wire bat thumbtack match uh, just no sell that fucking bat right away. Right away. <laughs> <laughs> just, now, was this like a student teacher kind of thing? I assume. I I, th- I think Ono was kind one of. One of them young... was like, I don't give a fuck what you're doing. <laughs> I'm not gonna sell a bit of it, but I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think Ono is, is kind of the younger boy in this situation. Yeah. But like, yeah, they fucking just straight up hit each other with baseball bats mm-hmm. covered in barbed wire. Like, yeah. even if it was just a baseball bat across, it would have hurt. Yeah. But it's grabbed in barbed wire. They hit each other as hard as they could. And like, ah, oh, fuck this, and then threw it down. And then we're going to the other ring now. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he like it was like power bomb kick out, suplex kick out, right? All on the thumbtacks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, just that, a barrage of move, kick out, move, kick out, move, kick out. Oh yeah, it just and it like you know. Bulldog into a belly to back, belly yeah. to back into a crossbody, and just like, ugh, <laughs> just fucking throwing each other around. But I just like how they, they they got the but that's what I was talking about, like the weirdness of the psychology of it. Let's pick up this barbed baseball bat, hit each other as hard as we can. Your turn. Now let's lock up for two minutes. Yeah. Like how? Like how now let's slow it down, brother. <laughs> Sadistic, but it was awesome. I mean, those guys looked like they could fuck somebody up. For oh, yeah. I mean, they were all. They looked like. The best. I mean, I play some judo and brown belt, but those guys. Oh, I'm scared shitless of those dudes. Those <laughs> solid dudes. I mean, you can't. You're not fine. You know, you're not fucking hurting that guy. Yeah, I don't care. You know, like I'm gonna kick you as hard as I can. But you yeah, yeah. You don't give a shit. <laughs> you don't give a shit. Uh, anything else we can say about this match before we close out the first? My round? favorite part of this match was it was over, and the guy that won just goes, "Fuck you, stand up." 
<laughs> and then he goes, fuck you, stand up. And he stands up and they hug at that point. My favorite thing, fuck you, stand up. Wait, was up. that Japanese? or No, he, he, said in, he said it in English. Oh, wow. That, that's another thing, too, is there's a lot of speculation that Japanese wrestlers speak fluent English, but they, they keep that secret. Yeah. So that way they can be in a room with uh, Americans that are talking yeah. in English and be like, oh, I don't understand. Uh, you know, like, yeah. uh, maybe, uh, you know, like, but yeah. Then, yeah. Especially if... You well, know, they don't want to do the job. <laughs> that's another speculation, too. <laughs> well, they don't well, they don't want to lose. They yeah. just pretend like they don't understand what you're saying. So they make it really hard to, like, put the match to together. Work, yeah. And be like, uh, I maybe, uh, no so much. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, but then yeah, if, like, they go... No job. But then when they're going over, like, oh, I do moonsault, do this, come <laughs> there, like, yeah, it's a little different that way. <laughs> what about me? Uh-huh. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, but now yeah. we're getting to the middle now. Fuck you, stand up. <laughs> Fuck you, stand up. <laughs> that's a model for life. Wait, that's right? good. That's a shirt right there. That's my shirt. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck you, stand you, up. Fuck you, stand up. <laughs> the Zane Riley story. <laughs> Put that on Lifetime. Uh, now we're kind of in the middle. This portion of it is clipped. Um, this was specifically match number six, match no- match number five, and match number six. Match number five was originally 17 minutes long. It okay, I thought they went a lot shorter than... Yeah, uh, WWA light heavyweight title between Takaishi Akeono versus Flying Kid Ichihara. Uh, new chap is crowned. But this has got a lot more of the flips in it, Andy. This this also tickle your fancy, or you just oh the hair was amazing. (laughs) I mean, these guys were looking good, man. I was like, holy fuck, dude, these guys. Yeah, that was badass. Japanese Marty Jannetty over here. I know, right? I wanted more violence though. I was like, well, okay, these guys can do some cool shit, but where's the blood? Yeah, (laughs) I I got to dig into the violence quick. I was like, wow, there's no barbed wire. Fuck yeah, you know, you guys over here, you build those. You know, I got a little bored. I'm not gonna lie, you know, but. Yeah, it's, it's quite okay. Yeah, because the point I mean, is we're here for blood. We're here for, blood. <laughs> yeah, we're here for the death match. Yeah. Andy's already, I'm already balls deep. Yeah, He's already balls deep. I'm already in. <laughs> uh, no, was... but, but don't worry. Uh, match number six is around the corner. <laughs> that match, uh, the match number five was originally 17 minutes, and that kind of moved along pretty quickly. Yeah. But then this next match is clipped, and it was originally 10 minutes long, heavily edited. <laughs> Super. And it felt like that one went forever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Iceman and Kamikaze. Yeah. I don't know who these fucking guys are originally, <laughs> but they are fucking awful. <laughs> like, yeah. like, this match was just... Get those young boys out there to beat the shit. They, they sent them out there to clean up any of the extra thumbtacks that might be laying around. <sighs> kind of yeah. like this past Friday when George South booked a lot booked a show that rained earlier in the day, so, yeah, the, yeah, so yeah. the campus was all wet. So he booked me versus him later in the card, but then booked everybody who like was fully clothed to have them go and wrestle before and soak up all the water yep. on the canvas <laughs> so it'd be a little bit drier when we got out there. So. Smart, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Iceman's probably all covered in thumbtacks now to make sure that uh, it's cleared off in the ring. But, yeah, like, I don't know what about Iceman's outfit says Iceman. Nothing at all. Uh, as much as it says about Kamikaze, I believe. Yeah, like... I had no who... I didn't really know who was who in this entire time. I tried to look it up. I couldn't find yeah. out if it was anybody, really. But, like, even, like, the, the Japanese crowd was laughing at this at yeah. some point in time, a couple of times. Well, these guys have masks on, yeah? Yeah, these are the okay. two mask guys. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that also bored me, too. I'm like, I want to see some face, man. Where's the, where's the face, you know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
Let's go see some face, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't somebody know. fucking kill somebody already, please. And, Andy, big fan of, of faces in his pro wrestling match, and probably a fan of missionary position. Right? <laughs> 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 Judging from that statement, gotta see some face, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right here, I need some eye contact. I need, yeah, I need some mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we put that hair back? <laughs> Another hair match. <laughs> Um, now to round two. Round two, match number seven. A barbed wire board and glass match with Tiger Jeet Singh and Terry Funk. <laughs> Fucking Tiger's a maniac. <laughs> I do like how Tiger had to use Cactus Jack in for the finish because yeah. he didn't want to put Terry over clean. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. He's, he's one of those guys still. Yeah. Like, oh, i got to stay strong in Japan. Hey, this man, is my I'm country. Back. You know, because there's that politics going on. Yeah. Oh, like a clean win. They, oh, there was some sort of drama with somebody yeah, else that was, came in, and he that was bullshit. That yeah, kind of, yeah, I, yeah, I would have lost if this guy wouldn't have hit uh, me. I got you. Yeah, it's a little right, fuckery. Right, right, right. Yeah. So like, exactly. So, uh, but real rad. And then I loved, I loved that Terry comes out with the bandage on, and then when Tiger's like hitting him in the arm with the sword again. <laughs> Terry uh, Terry starts punching himself in the forehead yeah. to get the blood flowing again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I big fan of this match. Yeah, yeah, it was real good. <sighs> My first thoughts were, dude, I can't believe that guy's wrestling again without taking a shower. Like, <laughs> this is fucking gross. He's got a shower break. He looks so gross. And he's gonna do it again. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, wow. Okay, these guys are real. This is how like, you switch this... around diseases. Yes. <laughs> This yeah. this is very much prior to us like thinking about that. At all. <laughs> like, uh, but I, I his Terry Funk's post match promo is my favorite thing in the whole world. Mm. It, and like where where he's just like, um, I'll get it done if I can, if if I can fucking do it. I believe it. I'll get it done <laughs> if I can fucking do it. Like I just think of that line all the time. I'm like, yeah, that's how I feel after every match. Yeah, like that's how I feel about pro wrestling. Like if there was like right now, it, instead of yeah, fuck you, stand up. Fuck you, stand up. Yours is. I'll get it done if I can but, fucking do it. That's how I feel. <laughs> that's yeah, on my no. t-shirt. <laughs> just, just like I don't know if I can do it, but fuck if I can, you know. Like, yeah. but too, if fucking I can, fucking down, too fucking down. Too fucking down. Like. <laughs> Motto of my career, but uh, love it. It was short, quick, short, fuckery. Yep. Missed the whole glass bump, so I think he just kind of fell on his butt and shattered some glass. But you know, whatever. It's whatever. He'll be. He's about to get in an exploding ring. He'll be okay. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get it on the back end. Yeah. Match number eight: barbed wire uh, board and spike nail board match between Cactus Jack and Nakimaka. this shit was brutal. This, yeah. Just the flagrant throwing of a board with nails through it. I think, as everybody considers, I think most people consider this match to be their favorite match of the yeah. tournament because it it gets pretty violent. Yeah, like the, yeah, yeah. Like the, the spike board with the elbow drop on yeah. the apron is crazy. Um, just... Everything about it and just the storytelling of the end and getting to it. Mm-hmm. But then you can kind of tell that they're they're having a language barrier yeah. as well. Like just trying to get him to do certain things. You can almost hear him like, if you do this, then you move it like yeah. this. And it's just putting him in the right place was yeah. a little difficult. But I think that kind of translate well. Yeah, no, I was... Made more real. It's yeah, like, these guys don't know what they're gonna do next. Yeah, they're, they're just everybody's yeah. unsafe here. Yeah. Oh yeah, like that's was, the thing you didn't know. I don't think he didn't know, and I didn't know, and like that's part of the danger of it. And like I, I've only really wrestled one person that had well a couple of people that had like kind of a language barrier. But I remember wrestling in Austria one time with a guy 
whose main language was not English. And I remember a few things being weird. And I was like, oh, that's, I think that was a language barrier. Mm-hmm. It's like when you do that one time, it's, it's very interesting to see like, like it, it, culture, language, all those things. Like, oh, I was kind of expecting you to be here at this time. I was kind of expecting It's like it's a very weird thing. And you're trying to discuss things like, oh, this is what he meant. Mm-hmm. But somehow in, in, in the magic of professional wrestling, it all clicks and syncs up sometimes. So I always find that interesting. But yeah, there's, there was a little bit of language things. But they're like, no, nah, I'll just beat the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> That's international known. Uh, yeah. This one had me like not wanting. I was like, I gotta look away. Like, I'm fucking like, honestly, I was like, this is a bad, scary movie. Like, legit. I'm like, oh my god. Okay. But uh, any other thoughts about this match before we move it was on? Good. Uh, it been a real good fucking tournament, man. Yeah, like I said, like I, I'm more interested in in your actions to it. But if, if we've already ruined Andy's mind now, he can't watch. <laughs> He's warped. Yeah, he can't, he can't watch Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. Like, <laughs> can't watch. He's that. desensitized already very yeah. easily. We got to give him Terminator Death this year. Yeah, that's the only way he's gonna get. Like, <laughs> We're to take him to one. It just happened like the the Terminator Death 2017 just happened last weekend. Jesus, that's the only, that's the only way. You know, he's gonna <sighs> see some faces. You know, like that's, that's what he's gotta do. <laughs> just see some faces. <laughs> we'll try to find that Connor Claxton thing as he talks. <laughs> That'll probably freak you the fuck out. Match number nine, IWA World Tag Title Match between the Headhunters and Silver King and El Texacano. I love Silver King. Silver King from Nacho Libre. Yeah. He was uh, Ramsey's. Yes, was. Which one? The... He, he was Ramsey's. He was the main yeah, the movie, guy. Nacho Libre. Nacho the, Libre. The two like, uh, Hispanic dudes? One yeah. of the guy, one of them? Yeah. yeah. Holy was, fuck. Great the... movie. Nacho Libre. Wow. Shout out to him. Wow. But uh, I, I love how the headhunters can do moonsaults, but they have the laziest Irish whips ever. Like, <laughs> they just like grab a guy and like, all right, you're running the other side of the ring. Like, just don't even try. But like, uh, like fuck that powerbomb finish. Yeah. This match. That was real like, gross. They just all of that. Like just. They're the last people I would like like to wrestle. Ever. Yeah, like, for were, sure. Oh, they were they were flying around though. They just threw their body. It was like holy yeah. shit. Like they it's could scary. Be fucking, it's scary. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. It's fucking scary. They looked like they yeah. I mean, they looked like they needed money. Like they were obviously, <laughs> but it's just like they were putting in work. But they were like Jesus Christ. But like they don't. Yeah, that's another thing too. Like they were just like Ugh, whatever. Like one yeah, of them just really yeah, didn't yeah. look like he didn't want to be there. But then also too was like they just didn't care about like the people they were wrestling against, which so some people like so. Yeah. Whatever. Very flagrant, unsafe. <laughs> yeah, but match happened. It was clipped. It was originally a seventeen minute match. I Good. Guess. I didn't need seventeen minutes of that. Yeah. I watched mm-hmm. it fast forward as it is. <laughs> I, I feel. I feel like you captured. We captured the essence yeah. of what this match was. Now, moving on. Just to talk the, about how cool Silver King is. That's really all you need to know. Yeah, that's all we need to know. He was a natural Libre. That's all we needed to know. <laughs> that's huge. Um, fine enough. And we get to Dan Severin cutting a very heartfelt promo. Before his NWA World Title match between Dan Severin and Tarzan Goto, Dan Severin walked to the ring by Gypsy Joe. Wow! So uh, Gypsy Joe was honored at this event. He was also the referee of like the first two matches. He was thrown around a little bit, uh, so for that. But um, at this moment in time, Severin is being, they say, he's being walked by Gypsy Joe, and he is also. The UFC Super Fight Champion, as well as the NWA title mm-hmm. holder, which he held that title for four years. And he, uh, as long as he held the Super Fight belt, he always brought 
the NWA belt to the UFC and the mm-hmm. UFC belt to his indie shows out of respect for both of those. Uh, Tarzan Goto, I, I imagine he's got the spot not only just because he's a legendary wrestler in Japan and he defected from FMW um, to come over uh, for IWA Japan, but he was also probably the most one of the more Americanized guys on the card. He did spend some time in Kansas City, probably which word south during Jim Crockett. Yeah, probably. And then also, too, he spent some time in Memphis where he married a female professional wrestler that was trained by the fabulous Moolah. Mary Hare brought her over to Japan. He's wrestled in Puerto Rico and Florida. He was a big star in FMW. He was the guy that kind of pioneered the whole, uh, what they refer to as the trash wrestling, but it was really more the hardcore wrestling in Japan with Mm -hmm. Onita. And then he did the job for one of Onita's many retirement matches, was pissed and said, fuck it. I'm going to be at IWA Japan, and that's why he's here right now. Um, also, a former sumo wrestler. So. He looks like he looks like. He there's a, there's a couple. Of, there's a couple guys on the card. Like the, the, that's obviously was their kind of way into wrestling, but uh, way into this match was a fucking slap to Dan Severin's fucking <laughs> face. <Yeah>. Like <laughs> there, there is probably a very small handful of people that have just walked up to Dan Severin and slapped him in the face, <laughs> and an even smaller number of people that have lived to tell. They the got tale. away with it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just, I I can't, I, I meant to listen to uh, Dan Severin's shooter interview before he got on. I just ran out of time. And I just want to know what his reaction, because there's a couple moments in this thing where I feel like it it got real and it got intense. Yeah. But then it kind of gets back to wrestling and, mm-hmm. and part of the plan. And then it got real again. And then we get back to wrestling again. I bet he legit tried to choke him out at one point. Yeah, I, I think that when they zoomed away at one point in time, I, I have a feeling yeah. something like that might have been going on. I like the, like my favorite part was, was just the, like the two, obviously the clash of styles, and then when he finally gets them out and starts beating the shit out of them in the crowd. Yeah. And then Severn fucking turns it up and starts throwing chairs everywhere. Yeah. And then he throws that one chair, and that one chair just gets stuck right in the, right in the ropes. Sit out, pro- <laughs> sit out perfectly, stuck in the ropes. And also, too, I don't know if you guys noticed, there's like a random old lady at ringside. Yeah. And I don't know why. Like an American... I don't know if that's like Dan Severin. mom. I don't, yeah, I don't know if that's Dan Severin. Mom Se- Severin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan the B. Severin only travels with his mom. Like, you got any chicks you want to bring with you? Very, my, my mother will be there. Yeah. <laughs> Very, you know, before you know, the Judy Bagwell, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe Dan Severin maybe. Was, was a mama's boy as well like that. I don't know. <laughs> but, mom called and quit for me. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, when you think about you know, like... Severin being a major star in the UFC at this time, I mean, this is, you know, I guess a, a precursor to Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather in a sense. Uh-huh. Like, you know, but uh, what are your thoughts on this match, Andy? When I saw Severin, I was like, good God, that guy's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Freddie Mercury wrestled. Yeah, I was like, wow, what a mustache, man. Motherfucker's I was like, hands damn, I can't take my eyes off that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was cool. Yeah, that was cool. I thought they were about to hug. At the end, they just start fighting again. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like I thought they were gonna like hug it out a little yeah, bit after yeah. this war, but like nope. But I tell you, the match that they they wrestled like it like that, you, that's the only thing they could have done. Yeah. After seeing everything they've seen, you know, you yeah, know, poor Andy Vance, like oh, I want somebody to bleed. Tarzan <laughs> Goto's like I can fix that. Like, <laughs> I bleed for you. <laughs> but um, yeah, I remember Dan Seven at this time because I actually saw him fight not too long after this at a UFC event I think or it was a local MMA event against Pat Militech in Davenport Iowa 
And Dan Severin, I think, runs about 240, 250 at this time. And he wrestled Pat Militech. He fought Pat Militech. And Pat Militech was like 171. This is like during the early days of like mixed martial arts where like it was you're kind of like like barnstorming a little bit. Weird yeah. matches, like weird matchups, like yeah. big fat dude, little guy that can like kick all day or yeah. I don't know, whatever. Like Exactly. Yeah, it, was, it was like blood that, sportish. It was like weird, that, but, like, but, then, but like, this was like just after they went off of pay-per-view and they couldn't be on. So they were holding these really small events and this was an outdoor event like in a park in Bettendorf, Iowa. Was a fight or a wrestling? I mean, it was, there was a fight between, uh, between Severin and Militech. And Militech, I think, had a school this time. Like, he was a, one of the first people to have, like, MMA schools. And, like, you know, Militech was from the Quad City area. And then Dan the B. Severin, like, this big guy. And I just remember a lot of the match going to a point where, like, Severin just had a hold of him and Militech was in guard. But then, like, the last 30 seconds... Of the fight, like Militech got out and fucking started lighting him up, lighting him up and taking some, taking some blows, and then it ended in like a time on the draw <laughs> and with a decision of I don't even know if they had a deci- they announced a decision, but obviously Sever would have won. But like that was the early days where like you just had like wrestlers throwing fucking haymakers, <laughs> and you had fucking boxers doing actual boxing. But as soon as they went on the ground, they were like, "Oh fuck, I'm sc- I'm screwed." You know? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? This is before yeah. everybody could do everything, yeah. so like the whole event was like. You is really fucking weird and kind of fucking boring because you just want to see people get fucked up. But like, yeah, I I'll, when I think of Dan Severn, I always think of that. Like, like that would never happen. A hundred and seventy pound guy taking on a fucking two hundred forty, two hundred fifty pound Dan Dan would be separate <laughs> in a fucking park in Bettendorf, Iowa. Like, <laughs> and we look where we're at right now. Yeah, and like, I just, watch that. You know, it's right. fucking crazy. So, but yeah, and, and just you know. Fucking match is great. It's just out of fucking control. So, yeah. I'd uh, probably have to do some more research on what he thought of it. But speaking of out of control, we're now at our main event. Match number 11. Barbed wire rope. Exploding barbed wire boards. An exploding ring time bomb death match. (laughs) (laughs) With Cactus Jack taking on Terry Funk. Um... Fucking Andy, do it if what are your okay. thoughts on seeing this spectacle? So I, I was watching the thing and I like googled people. I googled Terry Funk and then I was like, "Holy shit, this is a vortex I'm now entering." And then I was like, "Oh, hardcore wrestling." And then it was like, on it was like there was a picture of a, a cage with the barbed wire, and I was like, "Oh, they're doing this now." I just like looked at it and I was like, "Holy fucking shit!" Like he's got the boots on, he's kicking them. Here comes Terry Funk. Again, after no shower, just like, <laughs> you know, like the smell, you can see the flies. Yeah, like, well, listen, oh my just, God. He's just going to get dirty again. I, you know? I mean, like, I know, but I'm just like, God, the smell. I can't imagine that singlet. It's like, like why would I take a shower before I set up a no, ring? No, you know no. What I mean, look, like, that guy was awesome. I love him. I'm just like, holy fuck. Like, that is just so real. Like, I can't, like that shower must be the best shower of his life yeah. after that, you know, yeah. thing's over with. Yeah. So I was like. He takes those boots off finally. He's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that feel. But yeah, like. Cactus Jack is having this match and like eight months away from like the biggest run of his life where he goes to WF and becomes Mankind. Yeah. So like he's he's less than a year away from oh, his big good. break and he's yep. doing this. But <laughs> killing himself. Uh yeah. Uh but he was probably safe from that time bomb. Yeah. Which were just fireworks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love when it actually went off and there was a big explosion and like Mick went even in the ring and Terry's just kinda like 
<laughs> yeah, Terry's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, should I fucking sell this? Oh, like, I'm like, yeah. oh, I mean, I'll, I'll sell this fucking bump into a ladder that almost kills Cactus Jack. Yeah. I'm gonna lose the match. Like, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's the look of it's like, the fuck? Well, and the, and the thing is, too, like, time bomb matches, like, um, the one I always think of is uh, Onita versus Hayabusa. Uh huh. That one. Like, there was, like, debris in the ring. Like, <laughs> I remember there being a cloud of fucking dust over the ring when, when that happened. So, like, for just, like, a couple of sparklers the fucking go Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was in the same arena, too. Like, a couple years earlier, they saw an explosion match. It was way fucking crazier than what just fucking happened. Like, they just shot off a couple bottle rockets and, and it's like, okay, whatever. Let's go in there. <laughs> That's some Husker do's, some Husker don'ts. Yep. So did you know that that was like the subtitles were like you know that it was like the the thing comes up it's like this guy versus this guy, but it's all subtitles. So I'm like, what the fuck's going on? So, I mean, maybe it's, I don't know. I, before the match is like this is a match with the fucking barbed wire exploding this, exploding that. It's just like, do they define the weapons or is it like? I don't think so. I think all that information was just their name and then their like height and weight. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you don't necessarily know until it's over. Yeah, what they're until do, what they just they start doing. Do. So, like, yeah, having... you don't really know for sure that they're just going to shoot off a couple bottle rockets and that's the time okay, on explosion. Okay. <laughs> like, that, yeah, that's where that information is. There will be just bottle rockets going off as an explosion, just as a note. <laughs> but uh, this finish, though, uh, Terry stumbles into the ladder... Mick almost loses a fucking eye on landing on the barbed wire. <laughs> and then he just pins Terry Funk. <laughs> you fucked me up so bad I just beat you. Yeah, like, I have to believe that Terry must be injured. Yeah. And that's why, because the last shot of this whole thing is him being going out on an ambulance with his arms as straight as possible. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I have to believe, like... Something must have happened. I don't know. But yeah. I, I just I just love that Terry's like walking out with his arms as straight as possible and like, yeah, here's my arms as straight as possible. Terry, Terry, Terry. Yeah. <laughs> just getting into an ambulance. God damn it, I'm dying, Hiroshi son. Still not showering. Nope. Still no shower. Yeah, he went to the hospital. He didn't yeah. shower for another couple hours. God. I couldn't imagine. But they looked like the ref was like, boom, boom. And then they was like, should have kicked out. But it was like, oh, he hit it. Wait. And then the ref was like, D- D- is it over? <laughs> yes, this is the pin. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, mix post-match promo. Great. But, uh, yeah. Just fucking great show. Yeah. yeah super fun. You know, like, yeah. You know, we, we, we do some bad ones. We can do some good ones on here. Yeah. But we Let us still stuff to talk about. Yeah, plenty things of, to joke about. Plenty of fucking crazy shit going on, like leather Leatherface running through the fucking crowd, <laughs> and then fucking taking a chainsaw to Terry Funk's head, like <laughs> just right out the gate. Yeah, just fucking right out of the gate. But, but yeah, uh, Andy, like after watching a show like this, do you want to see more wrestling? Yeah, like this, well, or do you want to see know, more like, wrestling? I'm in general? curious to be like, what is like. Like, does people have a safe word? I mean, like, <laughs> like how do you know? It's okay. It's a fucking, he's going to pick up a hammer, and then somebody's going to run with a chair, and then you're going to hit him with the, like, flip over. To, like, how much planning, like, what the fuck is going on? My mind's blown. I mean, a lot of this stuff like, has to be on the, on the spot. Like, yeah, this stuff. I mean, it, I'm like, I'm, man, respect, dude. I'm like, wow, dude, that's crazy. So we talked about it a moment ago. Just, go ahead. 
So. Just wrestling in general. No, that was yeah. it. I was just trailing off it. Uh, so we talked about a moment ago the Connor Claxton. Uh, this, they did this the tournament of the death match 2017, and they had a full size trampoline set up. Uh, but instead of the actual part where you would jump, they had barbed wire just ran from all the springs, and one guy fell off a truck and onto this trampoline. And this trampoline is right here. Oh, all, all barbed wire. Oh. All barbed wire. Just bouncing on barbed wire. That's modern day. No, that's that's where we've pushed that. that, that this show was the episoner, and which basically started us down this path to something like that happening. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, on that evolution? I love it. I mean, it's, you know, it's like, hey, you can do whatever you want, just as long as, you know, people know, know what they're signing up for. Like, as a like, doctor, you're not concerned with people's well-being or safety, or you're just like, man, I can't. You know what, man? No, I, you know, like people, you know, people smoke. They, you know, people drink. They do this. They do that. They, they, we, it's it's their, having fun. It's their vice. It's, it's their shit. thing. Yeah, well, it's show business too. You yeah. know, I mean, I, well, I, I almost compared it to this. Like, you know, a wrestler, you come off the or anybody that's like getting crazy hurt, mm-hmm. come off bleeding. You know, this that. Well, I mean, you're doing comedy and it's all in your head. You know, mm-hmm. so you're psychologically you're fucked or something. Like it's. There's a hundred ways to be fucked, yeah. you know, and it's sometimes you can see it when there's blood and sometimes it's like, damn, that dude's fucked forever just based on what happened <laughs> on stage for 30 minutes in his own mind. Like there, yeah, it's, uh, so people could create, create their own scars mentally yeah. or physically. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily, you know, going to be what's on the outside, but it's like, and it's all perceptions weird. Like, um. And it got me in people's heads like, well, you know, what, you know, all these people are watching you and like, you got to make it look real. And at the same time, like, are you hurt? At what point is it, you know, like, <laughs> there's a little bit of acting in there, but like, then I turned on this, uh, this, uh, new Jack guy and it's like, he pulls out a knife and starts stabbing people or like, it's like, at what point is it, where's the line? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's the questions. And yeah. you, you always need like 5% doubt is what I've yeah. always been taught to get people to believe that it's real. Like, you know, I you know, just need 5% doubt to be like, what was that? What was that? You know? But you as an ed- educated individual, you're a very smart man. Like, every time I've had conversations with you, it's always blown away by, I've always been blown away by your intelligence and, and your thoughtfulness. And, stuff and neurotic, like yeah. Yeah, and, neurotic, uh, yeah and, and you're crazy, too. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but also, too, um, you know, sometimes people, especially, you know, average people or laymans, they, they will look at somebody who's doing this deathmatch type of stuff like, they, they'll look down upon them, but uh, you know, oh, like, yeah. like, uh, like, how do you perceive these people? As far as like, God, this guy's being done with his body, or do you just you like, no, this is cool, man. I or like do you it, see man. the things yeah, wheels no, turning? It's, it, I like the showmanship, and yeah, these are real men. Just them <laughs> putting their art out there in a different way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was always very big, like anti-hardcore. I was never a fan of it until getting to more guys that do hardcore nowadays. I kind of get it more, and I see where his place is in wrestling and all that stuff. Yeah, well, and that, for me, as a comedy guy, like, yeah. that's that's the thing that differentiates me, but then it paints me in a corner, mm-hmm. but people kind of want to see the laughs. Yeah. You know, and then when I get pushed into a situation like, oh, we need a really good match, I get nervous because I'm out of my comfort zone. Yeah. You know, because I have a certain thing that, a certain corner that I mm-hmm. like to play in, and yeah. I'm outside of that. Yeah. And then also, too, like... Those hardcore guys, they, they get put in such a corner as well mm-hmm. that sometimes their fans want to see that and they don't deliver that. 
then there's less expectations. And those fans will shit on you in a heartbeat. Yeah, they'll turn, turn on you faster than anything. Because they're very hard and jaded because yeah. they, they're watching your stuff because they're hard and jaded yes. about pro wrestling. So like they've got it much harder than I think the comedy guys, but I definitely oh, yeah. understand that you have to tailor make your style to be different than everybody else. Because mm-hmm. not everybody can do the fucking flips. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Some of us fall on fucking staples and, or fall on thumbtacks. <laughs> and it's just kind of the way it is, but... Uh, Andy, any, any thoughts or takeaways from this the show that you, you got um, out of it? Or questions? Uh, an open forum for you to say or I ask. I mean, like, um, it's like, I want to almost see like people's life, like these, these two Japanese guys with their, their tucked in pants and their white shirts and it's just like, I want to see like the progression of life after that day yeah. when they, you know, took a hundred staples. It's <laughs> like... Where are they Jeez. now? Like where? Are, yeah, where are they now? It, like it. It makes me really curious about these guys. Like they're. What do you do when you're done being a deathmatch guy? Yeah, yeah. And where did you start? And like you know, like it's it's uh, it's crazy, man. I'm, I'm... Well, and I think Mick Foley is probably the most interesting. Yeah. Of that, like his progression from this, like you said, he's eight months away from being mankind. Yeah. Taking crazy bumps on WWF television. You know, having these unbelievable matches being thrown off the cage by The Undertaker, being choke slammed through the cage to the mat below, like taking bumps that kill normal people. And then all of a sudden, like seeing the reaction of his kids take a fucking steel chair to his head. He's like, I need to change who I am. And he does more comedy and it becomes more of a comedic presence mm-hmm. and more of a character that just comes out and cuts promos. And now he's a storyteller. But like, I know for a while, like he was struggling carrying his weight around for a while. Now that he's lost a bit of the weight, he's walking around much better. Like I said, he was at 300 pounds for a while, but I think he's lost almost a hundred right now. Mm-hmm. He's probably hovering around 200 pounds and he's moving around a lot better. But yeah, his his body and, and moving around is is very limited for the things that he did, which the fact that he's actually able to move is remarkable as it is. So yeah. I mean, you saw him come off the top onto the ground with no pad, yeah, just, just straight to the ground, and he did that every night, every time he was on TV, every pay per view for years, several years, probably almost decades. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hear about you know like oh they have. People have issues with like prescription drugs and stuff. I'm like, oh my god, you, yeah. Of course, like, you where's the heroin? Like walking back to the locker room, like, all right, give me some heroin. Like, yeah, this is I crazy. Like people do die, obviously. Yeah, and, it's, and I was like, it's it, you're going past a, a limit, but it's like awesome because on your taxes you get to deduct you know staple gun you can murder weapons are deducted did you use that in the well I guess I gotta use that fucking uh, you know thing I bought uh, in the ring it's uh, it's fun you know it, it lightens everything up yeah which is so you really can look fun. at it you can look at it you know like I said like doctor you, you came from a family of doctors you yeah. don't look upon it you're like oh this is fun this is enjoyment yeah, this is entertainment yeah, there's not there's yeah. not a sense of looking down your nose or a sense of disgust. these fucking mooks some of like you know like i think there's a well obviously there's a spectrum to everything yeah. you know and you can see some of the hate in some of these people and you're like oh fuck that guy but it's almost like you you have to be that good at your art that you don't lose your cool when somebody fucking like, oh, he just broke my nose with that punch when he's not supposed to break my nose. Yeah. You know, now I'm going to get mad and I'm going to escalate it when it's just like, 
it's gonna fucking happen. You're gonna be okay. Like, <laughs> I'm, no, sure, I'm sure. I'm sure. Dan Severn had that conversation inside his head multiple times during that match. Oh yeah. <laughs> like it's okay. I'm Dan to be Severn. I'll fuck him up if I need to. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Just, one motherfucker. <laughs> stay in the pocket, almost. You know. Yeah. Just keep, uh, you know, keep entertaining people in the right, you know, and not lose your cool. That is ultimately like, you know, I play a yeah. little bit of judo and like. I have 18-year-old kids fuck me up, you know? And I'm like, I'll lose my cool. And that's when you get thrown on your head. Mm -hmm. And that's when you fuck up is when you get angry. Just like with, you know, comedy or anything, somebody in the crowd says some shit to you. And you're, oh, well, I'm a fucking better When it's just like, you know, say something funny. Make everybody laugh. And then it's, you know, we've taken the energy back to, like, where it should be. We're having fun. Mm -hmm. This is a crazy human experience. We're all going to die, but let's not get mad and, like, (laughs) hate each other and make this miserable. Let's just laugh about shit. Yeah. Let's enjoy some death matches. Yeah. Let's see some faces. Hey guys, uh, <laughs> let's just calm down for a minute and go watch some death matches. Let, let, yeah. let's, let's make sweet love and, and just see yeah. some faces. Like, I got a little hooked on it. I was like, man, fuck this. I was like, uh, you know, working online. I'm like, click over the death match. Just like, God, I want some more. Oh my God, what's gonna happen? Clearly, next? you're so looking I, up New Jack. <laughs> clearly, I, I, well, I, I most certainly can describe you. Yeah. <laughs> we but will trade services, sir. We most certainly <laughs> will do that. Good. But uh, Andy, before. Before we get out of here, if there's anything you want to plug, let people know why they can get in touch with you. Twitter, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, whatever. Tell people right now. You have the yeah, live microphone Andy Vanderveer at uh, Twitter. Check me out. Andrew Vanderveer, Andy Van, Andrew Van. Let's see. Uh, doing uh, Fox and the Hound on the 23rd. I think it's uh, North Lake Mall okay. with uh, Julio Hennessy. Okay. We feature on that. Um, yeah, and just catch me out at fucking doing mics and shit. And uh, do I record a podcast sometimes, like Monkey Vision, you know. Okay. Nothing, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah YouTube yeah. channel, all that bullshit. Uh, okay. Yeah. Right. Look at it if you want to laugh. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Saying, what do you, what do you got? the shit out of you. you know what I mean? <laughs> this is going to go up this Thursday to let you know. Uh, this weekend, I have Milestone Wrestling in Hickory, North Carolina on Saturday the 24th. And then AML versus TNA in Hickory on the 25th. Okay. Is that a Sunday? That is a Sunday. That is a Sunday because uh, also the, this Sunday I'll be wrestling for Northeast Wrestling in Bethany, Connecticut Ooh. against MJF. Oh, I like him. Yeah, I like He's him. He's a good too. kid. I, I, I do too. So I. Uh, uh, I, I hate what I'm gonna have to do to him. So <laughs> I'm gonna have to tap into my inner cactus Jack. Yeah, I might have to. Oh, Feinstein. I, I might have to. But, anyways, as always, guys, if we made a mistake or we need to correct something make sure you just yell at me at twitter i mean that's obviously like all these asian names we fucked up yeah like if, if i mispronounce an asian name i'm sorry i didn't take take the second alpha brain pill like to focus <laughs> in on it so like any mistake that i've made and if you just want to bitch at me on twitter Whatever. Join the club, whatever. I'm available at Man Scout Manning. If you want to have an actual like thought provoking email about something, go ahead and email me at Jake at SSLshow.com. Make sure you look up at how did this get That's where we have t-shirts for the show, also updates on upcoming episodes, as well as past episodes and where you can subscribe and follow, which those places are iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, SoundCloud. Make sure you write a review on iTunes and Stitcher. That really helps out. And please, please subscribe as well. All those things really help out. You can really use some more reviews in the review sections, especially on iTunes. As always, this has been another edition of How Did This Get Booked? Woo! Woo! Six, 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 six